Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And thank you for listening. I am Tyler. I am joined, as always, by Andy and Jamie. How are you guys doing? Hey, I am doing really, really good today. Yeah, Tyler, really I'm doing good. I'm doing great yeah. as well. And as always, we want to thank everybody for taking time out of your Saturday to listen. I I thoroughly I feel blessed, Tyler. I feel blessed. <laughs> blessed <laughs> hashtag is the word. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag blessed uh, <laughs> to be able to do this and not only to encourage people who might be listening today, uh, but also just to spend some time with Jamie and Tyler. It's always a good thing. I always feel blessed always by good. that. Always. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Today's word is blessed. I, I'm here for blessed. that. I dig that. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound comforting? Yeah. Just Blessed. It does. There it goes. It does. So yeah, and I, and I'm also excited. One that we get to talk and share a little bit about what God is doing in and through us at Crossroads, which I always love to be able to share some of that. But we've got a dynamic, oh my god, dynamic <laughs> guest today that yes. I passionate. cannot wait. To passionate, yeah, and a ministry that is so critically important. So if you're listening right yeah. now, wherever you're listening from, do not turn this off. Right. Stay Trust tuned. me. It's going to challenge you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to get fired up. And yeah. uh, and I'll give you a little sneak. His name's John. His name is John. Just say John. <laughs> and and he's, with, he's with Love Life. Yeah. And wow, it, it's going to be incredible. Incredible, incredible, incredible. So yeah. all that to say, this is a great episode. Uh, I'm going to share this episode all the time. For those of you that don't know this, we also turn these into podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening mm-hmm. on the radio, if you ever want to go back and listen, you can go to crossroads.org slash radio. So crossroads.org slash radio. We got real creative with that name, but <laughs> crossroads.org slash radio. And not yeah. only will I have links to Truth Network, but also each one of these episodes of our, that we've been doing is also a podcast. And yeah. we're like we're in the twenties, man. We're in the twenties, Jamie. You said that in the conference. I was yes. like, right on. We're we're almost halfway Fun. through the year with twenty plus episodes wow. that we have going, and wow. each one is getting better. Is Absolutely, better? the best <laughs> is ahead. The we're best saying, is we're saying, each one's getting better, and I was like, really? <laughs> is it really? Well, if today's is any account, then mm. yes, today's a home run. Yes, yes, and yes. and you know we are in. Uh, it's hot outside. <laughs> It's hot. And summer is winding down and everybody's figuring out what to do for school and everything else going on in this very chaotic world. And so hopefully we can bring a little encouragement and a little yeah. um, biblical wisdom and knowledge and encouragement. And of course, an interview today, that's going to be awesome. Uh, but we're mm-hmm. all excited, you know. And so for those of you uh, that are part of Crossroads, thank you for that. And for those of you that are looking for a home church, I want to encourage you to check out Crossroads because we got a lot of great things going on, especially leading into the summer, uh, leading to the fall. So go to crossroads.org for all the information there. But we're back in the building mm. and we're about to open our Wake Forest campus as well. So that's a pretty good, yeah. that's a, I don't know if I was supposed to say that yet or not. Oh, but are you not? I don't know. But, but you know, people who listen okay. to this program, you guys get priority. They deserve to know. You, you deserve to know. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are in the next couple of weeks. I'll just say it that way. In the next few yeah. weeks, uh, the Wake Forest campus will actually be open for in-person in the building worship. Um, uh, at Millbrook, we've heard been doing it, here it first. Heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Some of our staff that are listening to this are going, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> yes, we're opening up the building uh, eventually here in a few weeks. But at Millbrook, we've already been open. And I just love that we can both be in person and online. And this is another Me way too. of getting the word out, right? The whole goal of this episode is to have conversations, as yeah. Tyler said in the beginning, about about um, 
life, ministry, and culture. And today mm-hmm. we're going to hit all three of those. We sh- we're really going to we're going to one hundred percent hit life. It's yeah. in the name, love life. Yeah, but it's a powerful ministry. And and uh, John talks a lot about culture, culture. that's happening right now. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yes, absolutely. Because we as a church are continuing through our transformation series, where we're working through the Bible together. And Andy is yep. preaching out of wherever we are uh, weekly in the Bible. So. That's right. This most recent sermon was called Practical Wisdom. What do you want to tell us about it today? This series that we're in now called Transformation, as Jamie just said, and for the last several weeks, we've been in the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. And one of the most recent sermons that I preached, I gave the title Practical Wisdom uh, because I preached out of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And for those of you that are listening right now, Ecclesiastes, again, a phenomenal book to read. If you've not started a Bible reading pro- program or if you haven't read your Bible in a while, I highly recommend just jump into Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Read those together. And it's phenomenal. The the Proverbs, 900 Proverbs in the book of Proverbs that are practical for everyday purpose. And the book of Ecclesiastes is just wonderful. It's a great book that compares what is vanity and what is not. How do we live life for ourselves versus how do we live life for God? And it's written by Solomon, who at the time, uh, the richest, wisest ruler that Israel's had and probably ever has had. And he's saying, I've tried everything. I've done everything. And at the end of the day, it's all meaningless apart from God. Mm. And I love that because he's not saying he's not saying that everything's meaningless. He's not saying that all your stuff is meaningless or what you do is meaningless. It's that things are meaningless against God. I I read a statement as I was studying for this sermon, and it said something like this. It said that uh, that things are not the problem. It's when things have you. That's the problem. Mm. In other words, God is not against things. He's against things having you. Yeah. And I think that's a great summary for the book of Ecclesiastes. God's not against you enjoying life, Jamie. Yeah. He wants you to enjoy life. He does. Right? He yeah. wants you to enjoy life, Tyler. He's not against you enjoying life. He's not against Tyler having things or you having things. He's against things having you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so Ecclesiastes chapter 12, I'll just close with this here. Uh, it's a great, great little passage. Chapter 12, verse 13 and 14, he says, For the end of the matter, this is the last chapter in Ecclesiastes, his final thoughts, all has been heard. Everything's been said that's going to be said. He says, Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. And I love just how he summarizes that whole book. I mean, he just summarizes it by saying, at the end of everything we're going to do today in our life, at the end of it all, the most important thing we can do is fear God and keep his commandments. And I tied it into Galatians because I thought this was a good tie. And Galatians 1 said this way, am I now seeking the approval of man or God? And I think that's kind of the summary of it. At the end of the day, who am I trying to please? Am I trying to please myself? Mm. Am I trying to please you, Jamie, or you, Tyler? Am I trying to please people that I don't even meet that are listening to this radio program? Or am I trying to please God? Because anything apart from God mm-hmm. is meaningless. It's vanity. So mm. that's what that's what it's about. Love it. Especially with where we are in culture right now, if we could all wrap our heads around that, that all, yeah. of, all of this matters. But at the end of the day, what matters the most is are we fearing God and keeping his commandments? That's right. Yeah. Well, guys, if we haven't said it yet, (laughs) (laughs) if we didn't make it clear, we have a phenomenal guest and we need to get to it uh, because he has so much to say. And it's it's a really exciting conversation that we had with John, uh, who's the city ambassador for Love Life Raleigh. So let's hear a word from our sponsor and jump into our conversation with John. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. 
It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net. And we are back from the break with our very special guest, John Amanchukwu from City Ambassador with Love Life. John, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We're really looking forward to talking about Love Life and just talking with you and get to know you a little bit. So thank you for joining us today on the program. And I hope you said the last name right. I've been practicing. I think I got it. I think I got hey, it. Hey, <laughs> no, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. You did it perfectly, Andy. You are a natural. <laughs> so, oh, you're too kind. Is, oh, yes. My name is John. I'm in Chukwu. I'm the city ambassador for Love Life. Uh, I joined forces with Love Life about three years ago. Our local church, which is Upper Room Church of God in Christ, where I'm the youth pastor and the first assistant to Bishop Wooden. Nice. Um, we, we've worked at that abortion clinic, uh, Drake Circle, there. Um, for several years, for about eight years. And and then we joined forces with Love Life. And Love Life is doing a phenomenal work around this country in conjunction with other uh, ministries. Yeah. Well, that's what, so you're a youth pastor. So there yes. you go. I, I did youth ministry for 15 years, 15 years of wow. youth ministry. So how long you been? still have the hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of youth ministry. I, I knew it was time to go my last four years, each high school grade consecutively just got on my nerves a little bit more. So right. <laughs> eventually I was like, oh, freshman, I don't do anything with freshmen. Then it was sophomores, then it was juniors. Then it was seniors. I was like, I think I'm kind of done with uh, with this. Right. But yeah, my wife and I did that for a long time. So how did you, well, let's just talk about kind of your calling to love life. What was it about love life? And it kind of mixed in a, a little bit of the mission and vision of it as well. But yeah. what really drew you to this, uh, to be part of it? Well, I was already on the front lines working with the happy warriors of the upper room, uh, but joining forces with Love Life, they have a focus towards spreading out throughout the country. And so that was a major thing that um, attracted me to want, wanting to join forces with them. The mission of Love Life is simple. Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love and life that will bring an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. Mm. And so we want to mobilize and unite the church, right? We can wait on politicians to end abortion, but we know what it's like to vote people into office only for them to get into Congress or get into an office and then they don't do what we voted in what voted them in to do. Right. And so we need the church, the church to engage and to be active. God has called the church to shape the culture. The politicians and legislation will follow. Yep. I love the word mobilize. I heard a great statement the other day that I think it's so accurate that the church is not the hope of the world. The mobilized church is the hope of the world. That's I love it. that statement because often we think about the church, but that kind of sometimes is about growing your church or getting people in a building, but it's the mobilized church of getting out into the community. That's actually the hope of the world, taking that message it out is. there. So give us a few examples, John, of how do you actually mobilize churches to begin to change and see change, specifically when it comes to, as you said, yeah. abortion uh, specifically. Yeah. So we operate a 40-week cycle. We start in February, and then this year, our, our the end will be um, November 21st. 
It will be our last prayer walk. So we have 40 prayer walks that are scheduled throughout the course of the year. And we just go to local churches and ask them to join forces with them and to with us and to adopt a week. Um, and then also we message the uh tragic truth of abortion to them as well. You know, abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. It's not mm-hmm. strokes. It's not heart attacks. It's not cancer. It's not heart disease. It's abortion. That's and, right. you know, many people don't know that there are 17,000 babies killed weekly mm-hmm. in our country. Um, abortions are allowed up to birth in many states. Um, one in four women and men will have an abortion in their lifetime. And 54% of those who have abortions identify as Christian. Wow. You know, oh my and goodness. as an African-American youth pastor and city ambassador with Love Life, you know, there's so much talk right now about the BLM organization. Right. 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 Black Lives Matters. Right. We've yep. all heard about it. We, we, we're seeing it now on the basketball courts yep. uh, this year when it comes to the That's NFL. Right. You're going you're gonna to see it on the jerseys. People are allowed to select different phrases and slogans. You know, we see it everywhere. We see it painted on the streets in many cities, you know, but when you go to the BLM website, you won't find anything about the God awful sin Mm. of abortion, right? There's nothing there that talks about it. And since Roe v Roe versus Wade, 19 million black babies have been aborted in our country legally. Wow. Right? But when you go to the BLM site, yep. the Black Lives Matter site, you don't see anything yep. about that. I have yep. many theological differences with the Black Lives Matters movement. Yep. Right? I yep. agree with the statement. Yep. That is true. Black Lives Matters. But when you go and see that they are against um, uh, traditional families, when you see that the BLM organization was founded by three lesbians. When you see that they are against uh, the nuclear family and the upbuilding of men, you know, it was founded upon uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, when George Zimmerman uh, murdered him. But when you go to the site, you don't see anything about upbuilding black men right. or men in general. You know, and so we want to get this message out about what's really going on as relates to the tragic truth of abortion in our country. Yeah. When you look at New York, there are more black babies aborted there than I given birth to. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Yes. You know, and so and you see nowadays where people are going and marching and some people are are, um, uh, protesting the the right way. And then, you know, some people are are looting and and vandalizing property. We're tearing down monuments. But here's the thing. When are we going to say, you know what, let's unite and tear down the monument of Planned Parenthood, yep. right? Come on. Let's let, let's tear down the structure and the culture of death that has been released in our country. Yep. You know, we all heard about the George Floyd situation, Yep. right? And how that officer, that, that evil cop, Right. Mm-hmm. That isolated situation, that evil cop, Derek Chauvin, how he placed his uh, his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Right. That's a travesty. We do know, you know, that um, there is systemic racism in our country, but officers only account for two percent of the deaths in the black community amongst black yep. men. Two yep. percent. 
2%. Right. But I'll tell you again, since 1973, 19 million black babies have been aborted. Mm. Where is the outrage? Yeah. Wow, that John, that's amazing. Uh, that is such an amazing statement, and I think you're right. We, in fact, I just had this conversation last night with some of our elders of our church that we, as a church, uh, very much in line of everything you just said, and it came across last night. Uh, being multicultural, diverse church in our elder board is that listen, all of that that's a distraction. You know, going towards right. you know getting getting having that big conversation about Black Lives Matter and having that focus there, right. it's it's a right. distraction. Let's get back to what's actually really happening. And exactly. I think I think you saw it too, while that was all going on, all of a sudden you started seeing some things get passed through Congress and legislation, just all right. of a sudden like, it's like, oh, smoke and mirrors. Everybody look over here, be distracted with this. And then in the meantime, right. we're just going to keep doing this over here. So, so that was yes. very, that was incredibly well stated, uh, John. I'm yes. going to have, in fact, I'm going to have our team listen to what you just said again and again, because that was powerful. And that's true. You know, a uh, lost life is horrible. It's, it's tragic in any way, shape and, f- and fashion. But how many people listening right now have stopped for a moment and thought of 19 million black babies being aborted and are doing anything about that? You know, that's right. But we want to argue it, about this over here. And that's that's not getting exactly. us anywhere. Right. Right. And I, and I do believe we need to, you know, find ways to bet to best train our police officers. Yep. You know, we, we need to do that. But now you see where people are saying, let's defund the police. Listen, I want my barber to be a barber. Yep. All right. Yep. I want the lawn care guy to be the lawn care guy. Right. I want the person who goes and uh, sells me goods at Publix. I want I want the store to be the store. But when it comes to police and communities, we don't want to now transfer that power to our friendly neighbors, to police communities. Right. We want the police to be the police. So I don't believe we should defund the police. I believe we should train them better. Sure. I actually think we should actually fund them more. Right. right? Instead of taking funding away, we need to pay them more money for what they do there. They, I mean, when, when you consider the number of people that's in our country, you know, uh, nearly 300 million people in comparison to maybe 700,000 police officers. We right. can't defend, defund the police. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's something exactly. that, we, that, that, that we can't do. So John, I want to get back a little bit to uh, the love life. You've, you said a couple of great things here. You talked about uh, 40 days. I think you said 40 prayer walks or 40 day prayer walks and adopting a week. Can you explain that a little bit more for, you know, people that are listening now or churches that are going to hear this program or this episode, uh, what does that actually look like? So you've mobilized the church now. My understanding is that if, if our church was doing this, in fact, I think we were supposed to until the COVID thing interfered, and I think a bunch of people probably pulled back a little bit. But what does that look like to adopt a week and you begin this uh, this prayer journey? Yes, yeah, so a church can adopt one of the 40 weeks that we offer. And that's on 40 Saturdays where we go out to a local abortion clinic. So this is what it looks like. We will come to a local church on a Sunday and we'll provide a presentation and talk about love life and and what we do. That's the education, awareness and commitment portion. And then on that Wednesday, the church will unite in prayer and in fasting. We'll turn down our plate. And what we've seen is that when the church prays, Abortions dropped nearly seven percent wow. that week, that coming weekend. Wow! 
right? Yeah. And then also, and we should be amazed by that, right? Because prayer is powerful. Sometimes we're amazed by right. that. Like, wow, that actually worked. Well, it's supposed to work. That's what it is. It's prayer. <laughs> hey, and the prayers of the righteous. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and so that's the here portion on Sunday. And then we pray on Wednesday and then we go, we go to the abortion clinic on Saturday. The church will prayer walk in an abortion clinic. We started in Charlotte in 2016. Okay. And then we moved to uh, Greensboro and now we're in Raleigh and we're also in New York. And wow. guess what? Soon we will be in Israel. Oh, wow. Right. Really we're spreading all throughout the country and all throughout the war- world. Yeah. This past week um, we were on the lovelife.org uh, Facebook live uh, site and we had over eight states participate, yep. you know, in 18 locations and over 25 churches were on with us on this past Saturday. Wow. That's amazing. So on that Saturday, what does the church do when they go? You said they go to the abortion clinic. And so what are they yes. doing on that Saturday at the abortion clinic? Great question. So when we get there, we arrive, we will we'll prayer walk up to the abortion clinic. We'll get there since we're under the COVID-19 restrictions will social distance. Right. right. Yep. Uh, but, but then we'll have a time of worship and prayer. Excellent. And there are several prayer points that we would lead the congregation through. You know, we want to pray for the doctors. You know, we want to pray for the receptionists. You know, we, we believe that at the end of the day, those who are working in the abortion movement, they are lost. Mm. They are sinners, right? Mm-hmm. They are for whom Christ has died for. Yep. So we want to start off bombarding heaven and praying for the doctor yeah. who, who, who takes lavish vacations off of blood money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who pads his accounts and and builds his resources off of manipulating women. We want to pray for that individual. And then we'll pray uh, general prayers, praying for the church, praying for pastors, praying for uh, ministries to mobilize and to unite with love life. Um, We're there for about an hour and then we uh, disperse and we leave when we go back home. Yep. So, John, do you have a story? Is there a story or testimony that you can share? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen God do some amazing things through this. Is there one particular thing that stands out to you? Yes. Um, I want to share with you a story about a young lady who chose life about three weekends ago. Mm. We were in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, at the Planned Parenthood Clinic there. And she drove up. Her mom was uh, in the driver's seat, and she was in the passenger seat. And they saw a sign that we had held up that said, let the baby live. Mm. And, you know, Mm. on their way to the clinic, they were looking for for a sign from God for them to make the right decision and to keep their baby. They were just looking for something, almost like Gideon, you know, before you move and go do something, you just want a sign from God, where their sign was an actual sign that said, let the baby live. So after that, they drove over to the clinic and they parked and they contemplated the decision of going in and aborting that baby. But then ultimately they left the abortion clinic, drove back over to where we were and said, you know what? We prayed and we asked for God to send us a sign. And you are our sign this morning. They rejoiced with us. Uh, The young lady gave me her phone number. And that day we messaged this throughout our network, and she received over $1,000 that day to help her and to support her. Mm. And we're going to throw her a first-class COVID-19 baby (laughs) shower. Amen. That's awesome. That is so (laughs) wonderful. 
And so she was able to leave with the support and um, lift it up and build up yeah. on her most holy faith, yeah. encouraged knowing that the church was there for her at her lowest point. Yeah, that's powerful. So incredibly powerful. So, John, what is next for Love Life? You've already mentioned heading over to Israel, but what's on the horizon as you look at this organization? And then the other question that ties with that is how can people support Love Life? Yes. If you want to support Love Life, go to lovelife.org and you'll see various ways where you can connect with Love Life and support us. Um, There are several ways that you can do that. You can become a supporter of restored life. You know, we don't look at moms as being post-abortive. We mm-hmm. look at them as being a restored life. Yeah. You know, the Bible says who the son is set free is free indeed. You can become a prayer walk champion. That's someone who comes out during the 40-week cycle, even when your church isn't adopting that week. Yeah. You can become a mentor or a sidewalk counselor. And you can also become a culture pioneer. And that's a way for you to be able to give uh, support and funding towards uh, Love Life. I want to share this with you. Since Love Life started, 18,000 families have been saved. Wow. Wow. 18. 18. Wow. You know what? Let me get that right. Wow. 1,800. Okay. 1,800 Even still. families <laughs> have been saved. You can edit that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all right. That's yeah. wonderful. 1,800 families have been saved. 65,000 people have prayer walked and over 300 churches have partnered with Love Life. And lastly, 25 abortion workers have felt compelled to leave this industry Mm. and join Love Life. We've seen triumphs. We've gone into the enemy's camp and we pulled 25 people over to our side. (laughs) How about that? I love that. John, thank you so incredibly much for being on the show today and and sharing your passion that we all should share that passion. Right. Uh, and I yes. love, I love the impact that you are making. And what I love about it too, is that it's not just about going out and standing and protesting. You guys are going out and praying over these places and seeing the hand of God move in powerful ways because of that. So John, thank you for that passion. Thank you again for being on the show and uh, we'll be praying for you. And if you're listening right now, make sure you go to lovelife.org for more information and get involved. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net.